0: This is the Raising Freethinkers podcast. I'm Dale McGowan, editor and co-author of Raising Freethinkers and Parenting Beyond Belief, books for raising compassionate, curious kids without religion. Episode 37, A Face for the Universe. I carry a few quotes around in my head. A few things that changed the way I saw the world around me or my life. And one of the most indelible for me came from the book Doubt, A History by Jennifer Michael Hecht. It's an incredible book written by a great writer and thinker. But the line that has never left me, that I've quoted in almost everything I've published since then, is practically a throwaway line in the book. Just 15 words hidden at the end of a paragraph in the introduction. She said... We live in a meaning rupture. Because we are human, and the universe is not. It was one of those insights that just stops time when you read it, and then you reread it, and you close the book and think about it, and frantically try to find the page again. So much of our dilemma is captured, In those 15 words, it struck me as the absolute crux of our problem as conscious creatures. What she means by meaning rupture is the difference between what the universe is and what we as conscious creatures need it to be. That gap is real and it's really hard to accept. Now, it's not equally hard to accept for everyone. But I think the basic outrage of it all registers in everybody at some level. There's something fundamentally not okay about our situation. We live in soft bodies that die if you poke them hard enough. And we live in a very pokey universe, one that neither knows nor cares about us. Just about everyone feels the abyss opening under their feet once in a while. It happens to me about once a week. I'm drifting off to sleep, and the deep unfairness of conscious mortality takes a bite out of my denial. And I flinch and gasp, and my wife stirs and mumbles, You're fine. No, I'm not, I think. Neither are you. And we can rationalize it all we want, but it's really unacceptable. So, we declared it untrue, and we wrote a better story. I am loved and protected, and everything is part of a plan. When I die, assuming all the correct levers have been pulled, see manual, I will live in eternal bliss reunited with those I had loved and lost. See? Much better story. I think about mortality more than a lot of people, in part because of my dad's death when I was a kid. But I've always been shielded from being overwhelmed by existential terror, by things like regular meals, shelter, education, health care, and the absence of an overbearing fundamentalist religion designed to preserve the terror that justifies the story. It's designed to preserve the terror. Look at the second verse of Amazing Grace. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. That's the most damning capture of religion as the cure for a self created disease. But it's not entirely self created, is it? It's really just underlining and tapping the deep existential fear that's part of our birthright. But I never had that Paleolithic button pushed during my formative years by religion or by a drug or alcohol problem or any of the other experiences that open that meaning rupture under our feet and get us grasping for a universe that cares. I felt secure enough to chase my curiosity where it led and ultimately to see the world as it really is. And to see the people around me, my friends, my family, my community, as the source of my safety and security. I'm grateful for that. When somebody isn't secure enough to do that, when for one reason or another, Their legs were knocked out from under them, usually, but not always, as they were growing up. The most common response is to try to put a face on the faceless universe, to give it agency. Pareidolia, the tendency to see faces in inanimate objects, it makes perfect sense. It's not a coincidence that we see faces on Mars and the moon, or Jesus in a cloud or a tortilla. It's humanizing the universe. Native Americans and druids and West African animists who see spirits in literally everything are repairing that meaning rupture and putting faces on faceless things, and therefore investing everything with the capacity, the potential to give a damn about us. A god is one way to give the universe a face to give it agency. Doesn't matter if it's an angry, smiting God. I can still appeal to an angry, smiting God. I can grovel and plead and bargain and praise. Much more terrifying to imagine a universe that can kill me, but can't even hear me beg. Much worse. Conspiracy theories, bizarre, convoluted conspiracy theories, are often there to put a face on the faceless. The ridiculous pandemic video that claimed COVID-19 was planned by a sinister network of politicians, funders, and rogue scientists seems immediately and obviously false to anyone whose main motivation is figuring out what's true. But if somebody's experience and education haven't bridged the gap between the paleolithic brain that we're all carrying around in our heads and the modern world we're forced to live in, insecurity is a natural result. And fear is the natural response. To that mind, a complex, nefarious plot by people is a thousand times better than a mindless, amorphous virus. People can have an agenda. That I can deal with. I can rage at them, reason with them, flatter them, meet their demands, or ferret them out of their hidey-holes and bring them to justice. I can picture myself responding to that reality person to person. A mindless, deadly virus has no agenda. It can't be reasoned with or flattered or made to suffer. That puts us in a meaning rupture. A universe that cares neither about us or even itself, that isn't even aware of us or itself, yet has the power to end us, that's a terrifying place to live. I know what you're shouting. Science empowers us. Science makes us less vulnerable, so we can be less afraid. I agree. I agree because I've been lucky enough to get the experience and education that boosts me up high enough to then get my arms around science. More than that, I've been lucky to feel relatively safe and secure, especially when I was young. This is the part we often forget, the emotional side of accepting reality. Now, I've had a lot of conversations with non-religious parents who think that their children's brains are essentially vessels. They don't use that word, but that's the basic idea. And that our responsibility is to fill those vessels with the good stuff before the bad stuff can get in. Now, I'm obnoxiously oversimplifying this, but you get the idea. It's all about the stuff. But I think we also need to think about what they as evolved conscious human animals are bringing to the transaction. They are not blank slates they are also living in an emotionally difficult meaning rupture, just as much as their evangelical cousins. They also have the predisposition to put a comforting face on the universe. Now, if you as a parent would prefer that they resist that temptation, it's not just about filling their heads with the right things. There's also an emotional component that recognizes their evolutionary history. You need to create a secure place for them to stand so they can face our challenging circumstances with confidence and honesty. To do that, we can think about a list that I've mentioned before. You start with a responsive and consistent home life. Build a strong attachment with parents and other significant adults. Don't hit or humiliate them or let others do so. Encourage them to challenge authority, including your own. Make them comfortable with difference. Use knowledge to drive out fear. Build a sense of curiosity and wonder that will keep them self-educating for life. Let them know that your love and support are unconditional. Teach and expect responsibility and maturity. Encourage self-reliance. Do all that and they will happily fill their minds with reality for themselves. The Raising Freethinkers podcast is a production of Only Sky Media, exploring the whole human experience from the secular perspective. Visit us online at onlysky.media. Thanks for listening. I'm Dale McGowan. See you next time for Raising Freethinkers.